The European Patent Office podcasts bring you an insight into the technology and innovation shaping the world. Welcome to a special edition of the Talk Innovation podcast. Today we're looking at the European Inventor Award. My name is James Nurton, and I'm very pleased to be hosting this discussion. We'll be looking ahead to this year's European Inventor Award, which will be held digitally on the 17th of June, 2021, starting at 7 p.m. European time. Now, as usual, the award will have five categories, with the finalists and winners decided by an independent and diverse jury. And lots more information about the award is available online at inventorawards.org. I'm delighted to be joined today by two members of this year's jury to find out more about this year's awards and the judging process. Dr. Helen Lee is a researcher with an outstanding career in diagnostics. Among many other honors, she was the winner of the European Inventor Award 2016 in the popular prize category. And this year, she is chair of the jury. And Professor Wolfgang Heckel is director general of the Deutsches Museum in Munich and holds the Oscar von Miller Chair for Science Communication as a professor of experimental physics and nanotechnology at the Technical University in Munich. A very warm welcome to both of you. Hello. Thank you. I would like to start with you, uh, Dr. Helen Lee. Um, Perhaps you could tell us a bit about your role as chair of the jury this year, and also what perspective do you bring as a previous winner of the award? Well, I think the role of the chair is to facilitate the discussion and to be sure that the views of all members of the juries are heard. As you can imagine, the juries come from very different uh, background with different diverge, uh, different views. And uh, everybody had done their homework furiously before we show up for the meeting at a very nice conference room in the EPO. But uh, so what I try to do is to focus the discussion and to arrive at a conclusion that is fair were founded and accepted by all. And because of the quality of the uh, finalist, the decision is invariably very difficult. But in the end, happily, we were able to reach a consensus to everybody's satisfaction. And you said that the jury is, has people with different backgrounds. Uh, do, do people bring different perspectives in what they're looking for in the finalists? Absolutely. The the the. the Jury, we have 12 members, including myself, and uh, quite evenly distributed between the sexes with nine nationality. And they're all experts in their own field, uh, which of course is very diverse, but the diversity of the jury actually mirrors the diversity of the finalists and the subject matter. And so uh, I think that the process is extremely rigorous and we all really take that uh, task very seriously to be able to come to actually quite difficult decision because they are all so good and it's really difficult to, in the end to say who really should be one and two and three and not four and five. So I just want to say that uh, anybody who has been selected as the finalist could have been a winner in any other way. So I, to me, they're all good. They're all winners. They're all winners. That's a very good message to uh, to send out. Professor Heckel, it's obviously this year's 
award has also been postponed since 2020 because of the pandemic. Um, what do you think that means for the award? And, and why do you think it's important that we have prizes such as this at this time? Well, as uh, Helen already said, uh, it's quite a pity that the pandemic, the earthwide pandemic, has held up so many ceremonies and such an important and wonderful ceremony as uh, the European Inventor Award. On the other hand, um, the process, the importance of ingenuity and innovation is highlighted in the same way and is important even more than before because I believe that the public has understood as never before in this pandemic how important science, technology, research, and the transfer also through patents into the reality of benefits for mankind. And of course, I'm talking about the vaccines, uh, how important the business of uh, transferring science into uh, products is. And therefore, I believe that the European Inventor Award is so well recognized over the past years that we have no problems to bring the main message to our online public than this year. And the main message is the benefit for society and the welfare of society is based on the long-standing tradition of inventors, scientists, and enablers, which transfer their ingenuity, their inventions, their discoveries into products for the benefit of mankind and society. Looking at the past year, um, the pandemic, as you said, I mean, it must have been quite a difficult time for a lot of people working in research and development. And particularly, they haven't been able to go into laboratories in some cases or to meet up with colleagues. How have they coped with those challenges, do you think? Exactly that is what we are missing. What all my students tell me, uh, it's uh, wonderful that we can interact through uh, the uh, internet, through the uh, video calls with our colleagues wherever they live, uh, in South America, in, in the United States, in India, or in Great Britain. But what we are really missing is the word in between the conferences, for instance. As what Helen already said before, when we meet and mingle together, we can have a, a different word beyond the, uh, the business of science, beyond the business of uh, education, of uh, entrepreneurship. We hopefully come again to a situation where we can catch up with a societal uh, meaning of the advances of science and technology, because we should not underestimate how important the interaction between people is to the science society progress. Because ideas sometimes come from a glimpse, from a view into the eyes of your friend you're talking to right now in this moment. And you go home from this conference and you say, wow, I must try something. And you go to your lab and you close the door. Uh, for us, for my students, it's in the experimental physics lab. We do uh, research in uh, the area of nanotechnology, uh, also linked to uh, biosciences. But then again, you come and want to tell it to other people what you have found and you want to discuss with them. It's similar to the jury process. 
sitting together in the jury process, as Helen has explained, really brings the spirit to all the people gathering around the table to find out the finalists, the best, and the winner at the end. Uh, I'm really uh, believe that next year, everything will be fine again. <laughs> well, it's good that you've mentioned the jury process, and it's good to hear that that has worked well uh, this year. And I wondered, Helen, if perhaps you could tell us a little bit more about the nomination process for the awards and, and how the jury has worked. I think one of the unique feature is that uh, anyone can suggest a inventor uh, and to make someone eligible. So this uh, openness to the populace is a very important part. And I think anyone who has read a, a pattern would imagine it's such a dry process. And in fact, it's quite boring to look at all the claims, all the details. And at the same time, what this event brings is to make the patterns come alive from words on papers with the claims and subclaims into a product or process that really make a difference to people's life. And so these, the, the, as you can see, the, the categories are really involves industry, research, small and medium-sized enterprise, and non-EPO countries, which I think is very inventive of the EPO to include such a category, and the lifetime achievements. And so I really applaud the effort by EPO to bring inventions to the people. And it's really a shame that you haven't, I don't know whether you've seen the process each year, they have a fantastic uh, uh, meeting uh, and with wonderful um, video to translate the invention into something alive. And it is just a pleasure to see how something dead in words becomes something so alive, so useful and so relevant to people's life. And I think um, that will become very clear at the ceremony on uh, on June 17th, when we'll see the videos and the examples of the, the different inventors at work and, and details about their inventions. So hopefully people will get a really good idea then of the kind of reality of these inventions. Wolfgang, as a member of the jury, what are you looking for? What are the key things that you're looking for when you're choosing the finalists and the winners? Well, uh, it's patents, it's the scientific merits, and its benefits for society. But we have a wonderful team who makes it really easy for us as a jury uh, to travel through these presentation. And then our role as a jury is to bring the different perspectives uh, into the process. Because of course, uh, the jury are different people from different backgrounds, uh, different uh, appetites, we come from different countries. We represent different societies. So the European Inventor Award in this way, and if we do it right as a jury, has also the sign that it is an intercultural thing, especially the uh, popular prize really shows also that we include the public in decision-making. This is participation at its best. Because if you want to encourage young people for a career in science, then these role models, which we highlight in the European Inventor Award, 
are so important. The goal of the jury is to search for excellence in their respective fields. And excellence is a thing which overcomes the borders between the different fields. And we as a jury are responsible for finding the nominees and at the end of the day, the winners in excellence. And I think uh, that is also big fun for us because we learn so much. And, and it's a very big task for the jury as well. And as you said, you have all these diverse perspectives. I wondered, do you have lots of arguments? Uh, well, um, yes, sometimes, which is good because arguments under friends and we uh, are kind of friends in this jury because discussions uh, in a friendly way is the key of progress because as we all know uh, the scientific method is the method of falsification but as our uh, this year's president helen says she brought these different characters and opinions together and forms a common jury opinion it sounds like you're doing a very good job, uh, Helen. You've got a very good uh, recommendation there. Have you found it very tough being the chair? It was tough. Uh, as you can see, the finalists represent the diversity of technology, gender, and uh, countries. I must say that this reflects not a conscious decision by the uh, juries, but it actually reflects the inventiveness, the generality of inventiveness that spread across countries, geographic boundaries, and genders. So it is not a conscious selection, but it is how the inventions worked out. Thank you, uh, Helen. So turning to the specific categories then, uh, you mentioned the first one is the industry category. What can you say about that one and what sets the finalists apart in that area? So obviously an area where a lot of big companies are eligible. Absolutely. I think we sort of look for three points, the originality, the impact the invention has, and the inventiveness uh, that has been translated into reality. And that can actually uh, benefit people in a very large scale. So uh, I was really pleased to look at the diversity of the uh, finalists in the industry category. Thank you. So, uh, Wolfgang, what about the SME category? Um, this one has had a lot of interesting winners, I think, over the years. Well, uh, you're right. Uh, the SME, they show uh, great diversity. Um, we have to uh, take into account that alone in the European Union, we have 25 million small, medium enterprises. Uh, and they comprise about two-thirds of the jobs in Europe. This is around 100 million jobs. And uh, this represents about 50% of uh, added value in the European Communion. Um, therefore, we should highlight and take seriously the inventions of small and medium enterprises because they are faster in reaction to needs of society. Whereas uh, big ships, like the uh, big industries, they usually, uh, it takes time uh, to uh, take new ideas into their research agenda. 
therefore, uh, for us, it's really important that we uh, value uh, small medium enterprises within the uh, European Inventor Award. And also, um, I believe that uh, they win a lot, small and medium enterprises, who sometimes cannot afford a huge apparatus uh, of uh, marketing and, and, and uh, communication departments, as big industry usually does. Uh, therefore, uh, I believe that small and medium enterprises uh, really benefit for from the uh, idea of the European in Winter Award. Thank you very much. And moving on to the next category, uh, it's the research category. Um, uh, Helen, uh, there's a, again, this is a very diverse uh, category with a, a great range of work uh, represented. Uh, what, what are you looking for in this one? I think for the inventiveness in the true sense of the word and for the impact it can have. I think anyone who has been in uh, university knows that you have uh, basic research, but the applied research is becoming more and more important. And the patent, the, what EPO is trying to do, even in uh, organizing this particular event, is really an engine to encourage scientists to go into applied research so that although the process of patenting a invention is a rigorous, detailed, uh, and difficult process, but the pleasure, the difficulty also, but the pleasure in translating your invention into something real that can really make a difference and improve people's life is, I think, what is the most uh, critical aspect of an invention. And it's interesting to hear you say that. Do you Have you found in your experience on the jury that you've learned a lot about different areas of research, different areas of science that you, that you weren't familiar with before? Absolutely. Because I think that one of the things is the more you know, the more you know what you don't know. So at, a, at a, such a meeting with a, the different uh, categories of inventions, which you invariably don't know, and then to listen to the opinion uh, of the experts in that field and to hear the argument between different, uh, different jury members is an education in and of itself. So I really find it a real privilege to be part of the process. And for sure, I learned a lot. It's uh, good to hear that. Um, there are two other categories. Sorry, if I just may say that it's not only a lot of fun. I really forgot to mention that to to make this selection, the process is extremely rigorous, and uh, which entailed a great deal of work by the people within the EPO, all the way from um, patent lawyers all the way to the upper management, and I think the this process of bringing inventions to the general population is a tremendous effort, but I think it really makes a lot of difference to people's lives. So I hope that this um, particular program will always continue. Wolfgang, there are, there are two other categories. There's the non-EPO category and the lifetime achievement uh, category. 
both of them very broad uh, with a lot of people uh, and companies eligible. How on earth do you go about selecting the nominees and finalists and winners in these categories? Well, it's not easy, but it's worth because the the non-EPO countries' achievements uh, contribute because uh, we believe that talents, ingenuity, inventions are distributed equally all over Earth. And therefore, it's a good idea to get a new color in the game. Lifetime achievement means somebody has worked with all his enthusiasm for his whole life for an idea. And within this life span, he has brought so much benefit for society that we value with Lifetime Award um, people like, for instance, Arthur Fisher we had some years ago. He was the inventor of the dowel. That was just a great story because he said at the ceremony, that is the kind of roundup of my life, being honored by the society which is represented through the European Patent Award and Office for my whole lifetime. And I was an inventor since I was a child. And now at the age of 80 years, I stand here on stage and that is just wonderful. And these are stories which go to heart. Yes, they're really uh, inspirational, I think, uh, to hear from, it's really inspirational to hear from some of those winners uh, and has been in previous years, and I'm sure it will be as well this year. So we're nearly out of time for this uh, podcast. I just want to ask uh, both our speakers very briefly, uh, Helen, first of all, uh, what, what's been the best thing for you about chairing this year's jury in, in just one or two sentences? I think to learn and to enjoy the interaction of brilliant minds looking at brilliant inventions of such a diverse field. Thank you very much. And uh, Wolfgang, what about you? What's, well, maybe what's been the most difficult and challenging part of being on the jury this year? As always, to exclude proposals in the process of this decision-making. We had 585 proposals submitted to the last nomination process. And this is the highest number ever in the history of uh, the European Inventor Award. So thank you very much indeed to both our speakers today. I think it's true to say we don't envy you the difficult task of choosing the finalists and the winners. Uh, but of course, we are looking forward very much to finding out more about them at the uh, European Inventor Award live ceremony on the 17th of June, starting at 7pm uh, European time. And in the meantime, our listeners can find out more about uh, the award at inventoraward.org. If you want to know more about the next episode of Talk Innovation, you can hit the subscribe button now and find out when it's coming out. But for now, I'd like to say thank you very much to our speakers. Thank you to our audience for listening. And we look forward to welcoming you again soon to a Talk Innovation, the EPO podcast. But for now, it's goodbye from me and goodbye from both of our panelists. Goodbye. Thank you. Goodbye and thank you. It's been a pleasure to participate in your podcast. Subscribe to the European Patent Office's podcast channel, Talk Innovation at epo.org or on your favourite podcast platform. Let's Talk Innovation. <laughs>